two nerds at the round table, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. I'm Dwayne. And I'm Sammy. And on this episode, we're going to be reviewing one of Dwayne's picks. So Dwayne, this was your free, wide-open choice, and you chose this. Tell us what it is and why on earth. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. 1989, Steven Spielberg, Harrison Ford, John Reese davies and Sean Connery. <laughs> you went John Reese davies before Sean Connery? <laughs> <laughs> what movie did you watch? I just, I just had to, I just had to mess with Phoenix. you guys. Yeah, I just had to mess with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just had that out there. But yeah, uh, Sean Connery, of course, plays a much larger role uh, in this movie. Uh, yeah, I thought Indiana top billing was going to River Phoenix, though. So. <laughs> River Phoenix. But uh, yeah, this was my pick. This is a classic, probably my favorite of the series. Uh, and it's a great series that it is uh, looking to be a bit of a sequel, revival kind of happening. Yeah. Um, with the, with the Disney situation going, although the news has without a certain Mr. Spielberg. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's get into the next news episode. That, that is something I'd like to discuss, like in, in more detail. So let, let's let's table that. But that that that's something I do want to get into. Well, Disney's um, Disney's keeping their track record. <laughs> yeah. Our directors. Okay. <laughs> All right, so before we get into our grades and really get into uh, digging into this movie, we're going to do Keeping It 100. And this is where we pitch a quest to our listeners in 100 seconds. It's time to keep it 100. 100. 100. 100. So, Sammy, are you ready to go first? All right. So, um... After our last news episode with Jim and Heather, they discussed My Hero Academia, Hero Rising. And I don't have a lot of, um, I guess, background with anime. Uh, A little bit of Robotech and a little bit of uh, Battle of the Planets as a kid. But their pitch for My Hero Academia really got me interested. So I started watching it on Hulu. And it is every bit as good as they said. This show has so much heart. It understands the basic tenets of the hero genre. So you've got your main character, Izuku. He is so representative of all us nerds out there in the nerdverse, and he's just so great. He does cry a lot at the beginning, but other than that, you know, I'm not saying that we've all been there maybe. But point is, though, uh, it's really, really good. The designs are awesome. It's this mashup between traditional manga and anime styles with very, what I would call, independent superhero design. So uh, if you have not already checked it out, I really suggest checking out My Hero Academia. And that's my Keeping It 100. Excellent. I, I've only read the manga, and uh, I do get a kick out of it. But I, I, you're talking about the, him crying a lot at the beginning. I get kind of a, you know, Toshi Station, Luke Skywalker feel for, for Deku at the beginning. Well, I'm going to be really honest, and I don't know if this is in, in the, the manga or not, but a lot of the names, you've got one that, that when the subtitles come up, it looks like Tatooine, and one looks like Dagobah, and one, you know, and, and so you're getting these you know, kind of this push of like Star Wars in the midst of it also. That was just me. All right, Jamie, I think you're next, sir. I am. 
And we're, we're staying on the island of Japan. Um, I've been busy this week. I haven't done a lot of extra stuff. So I'm going to be pitching what we already reviewed on Graphically Novel, Lone Wolf and Cub. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we reviewed it this week, and it got really high grades from me and my brothers. Um, and it has now become my new favorite manga. And Sam had never read manga before. He's already, I think, seven volumes in. Um, I finished the second one today. Um, it's got some of my favorite new characters. I love Lone Wolf, Ogami Ito. I love that guy. He's like a Japanese Clint Eastwood, or maybe Clint Eastwood's like an American him. Um, but this, but the story is fascinating, and I love the storytelling method. Like he keeps going on these assassinations, these adventures. But there's always these little drips and drabs of character development, but little bit of hints of his background, of his time as a samurai before he became a ronin. Um, all the, all of this little stuff, these little hints that you get, just keep you plunging through the the you know episodic stories, and the art is amazing. Um, I mean, Japan has never looked more beautiful than when this guy draws it. <laughs> um, but so I recommend Lone Wolf and Cub, and uh, it's easy to find. It's it's been around a long time. I think it came out in the seventies, didn't it, Sam? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's pretty accessible. Lone Wolf and Cub, at least volume one, The Assassin's Road. That's my keeping it 100. Excellent, excellent. Now, and, you know, I've never read it, but I know it's black and white. So, I mean, that's going to be an issue <laughs> for some people. Yeah. <laughs> like but, Sam. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. It's so influential. Everybody has seen a version of Lone Wolf and Cub by now. But think about it. The Mandalorian. Yep. It's Lone Wolf and Cub. Yep. <laughs> it is. Uh, Baby Yoda is the Agora. <laughs> a little less bloodthirsty, but yeah. You're right. Uh, but, so. uh, even the Rogue from McCarthy's book, it's got shades of Lone Wolf and Cub in it. The mm-hmm. movie and stuff. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, this is so influential. Everybody has gotten a taste of Lone Wolf and Cub somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Now, and Sam seems like he's such a uh, devourer of things that he becomes interested in. He just, just takes them in. <laughs> I can't keep up with this. Yeah, yeah. He he really blew me away on on the uh, Star Wars episode I was on with you guys for Vader. Uh, he he kind of blew my mind with his knowledge, and I was like, wow, this guy's legit, you know. Yeah, yeah. And when Sam likes something, he just like the next thing you know, he's like, he knows everything. Like I've read every issue, I've seen every right. episode. I mean, he's just he gets onto something, and he's like, he gets all of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dwayne, are you ready, sir? I am ready. So I'm going to ask you guys, uh, I'm a little nervous about this pitch for keeping it 100, but yeah, you can continue the clock. I'm a little nervous with this pitch for keeping it 100 because it's kind of a very divisive movie. Um, It's a Harrison Ford movie, kind of taking a beloved character uh, to a really interesting place involving aliens and things. It's, you know... (laughs) kind of exploring, you know, history and archaeology and things. But there's a few characters in this movie that just kind of drag it down so much. But my Keeping 100 is going to be Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I really think this is a fitting uh, addition to this series. I I wasn't a fan of Shia LaBeouf. I thought uh, Kate Blanchett wasn't quite doing what... The character needed but after watching our movie that we're reviewing now it made me think of kingdom of the crystal skull with 
uh, even fond, you know, memories of. You know, these movies are cheesy. They are over the top. They are absurd. And it's just pointless. So I, I would encourage you to maybe go and revisit that. That's the movie I still have kept on my shelf. So just, just maybe give it another shot. Just for, for the nerds or for this nerd anyway. Okay, I'll give it a shot. I've never a watched shot. it. I have okay. refused this far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give it a shot. But yeah, that was a, that was one of the reasons <laughs> I wanted to kind of go last is because that does bring us right into uh, you know our review of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You know the uh, third edition we thought was going to be the end of the trilogy uh, come out in 1989. What was it? Three, four years after um, the Temple of Doom. It was kind of a gap. Yeah. There, was, there was a big gap there. And you know, and you have an aged Harrison Ford. You have an aged Sean Connery. Um, and you see their struggle with age. And as they, as they go through their adventures, they're on their quest to recover the Holy Grail. You, you, Dwayne, I, I've got to throw this in. Because I thought for sure your Keep It 100 was going to be Cowboys and Aliens. That's what I thought Harrison Ford and Aliens. <laughs> and I thought your medium was perfect. Indiana Jones and James Bond team up again. <laughs> yeah, that could have been. That could have been. And I, and I didn't think about it. I did not draw that. All that to Sean Connery's James Bond. Very iconic role for him. Uh, but, you know, he really killed it in this movie. Sean Connery did. Uh, Harrison Ford, a great performance. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and throw my grade down. I'm going to throw down my card. A minus in this movie. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, some of the effects will leave you scratching your head. Some of uh, like, okay, it's, it's good enough, you know. <laughs> I think they were just like, okay, it's good enough a couple times and let it go. Uh, some some of the story points uh, are kind of strange, to say the least. But I have so much fun watching this movie with the interaction of, of Harrison and, and Sean uh, Connery as the the Jones, uh, you know, parent and child, and just all of their diversity. How how desperate they are in in their approach to archaeology and knowledge so sam i've got an a minus what what say you sir all right so you know when i come at this movie you know i think about the franchise in general and we talk all the time about how star wars star wars was influenced by serials like buck rogers and flash gordon mm -hmm. this is another movie that comes straight from the serials uh, this is an adventure serial. This is movies like King Solomon's Mines and Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Uh, and it, this movie actually provides prologue to eventually the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles television series, uh, which appeared a few years later. So it's got enough in it that draws me in. It is fun. Uh, but I think I'm going to go a B plus. Um, the leads pull me in every time, but the supporting characters, except for one of them, pull me out. So I'm going to go B-plus on this. B-plus. Okay, Sam. All right. Um, well, I, I don't 
I hate to even say this out loud. I don't love this series the way a lot of people do. Um, I like it. I don't love it. Um, I don't consider myself like a big Indiana Jones fan. Um, I like the series. They're fun. Um, but I'm not like crazy about them. I don't know all the stuff. I mean, I, I mean, um, but this one is my favorite in the series. Um, I don't think it's the best. I think, I think Raiders is the best in the series, but this is my favorite in the series. Um, the action is over the top and fun. I, I like the more ridiculous it gets, the more I like it in, <laughs> in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really good performances in this movie. And there's some people that probably shouldn't act anymore. Um, I, there's, there's some rough scenes in this movie. Uh, I'm going B plus as well. And I'm, I thought I was going to be the low grade. And I was afraid y'all were going to be mad at me. So, <laughs> um, so I feel a little more comfortable about the episode now. I was a little nervous. Uh, B plus though. It, it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. Um, it's pretty flawed though. Yeah. Yeah. And if it wasn't just for my nostalgia and love of this series, I think I would be down in the B range with you guys, but I just love it so much. And Jamie, I agree wholeheartedly with you that I think Raiders is probably the best, but this is my favorite. This is one I have the most fun watching. So as we continue to gush on this, let's go get our Marshall University's premier pop culture convention is back. HerdCon 2020, March 14th, 2020, with special guest Bo Smith, writer and creator of Wine on Earth and Huntington Native. Come and enjoy pop culture herd style, March 14th, 2020, at Marshall University. Find us on Facebook or Google HerdCon 2020 for more info. And Dwayne, you are first out of the gate on the fans. What do you got, man? Okay. My fan is the relationship that Harrison Ford and Sean Connery exhibit in this movie. Even though they're kind of estranged, even though they are from complete different worlds, uh, schools of archaeology and an adventure, quote unquote, um, they, their interactions, their chemistry, and their, their uh, back and forth is what sells this movie to me. I smile from the instant young Indy runs in and said, and said, dad, dad. And he's like, count to 20 <laughs> in Latin, <laughs> you know, and he just slips out and he never misses him, you know, and, and it's just a thing, you know, and, until the end of the movie, you know, when, when they're having their, their true heartfelt things, uh, their interactions to me sell this movie so much. Yeah. I, I I agree completely. That, that was my that was my first one. I had a backup just in case I didn't go first uh, <laughs> because I think that is the right answer. I I love the chemistry they have, and their comedic timing together is so good. Oh God, they're hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go a different one just to have something to say. Um. So my my fan this time is how crazy the action scenes are in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. The the boat chase scene. It's great. Like he tells her, like, go around. She says, I thought you said go between them. And yeah. then when the boat gets chopped up and they're having the, the slow look get chopped up in the propeller, I'm like, that is so dumb. It's so dumb, but, <laughs> well, I, but I love it. It's great. And then when they pull out, it's almost, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the tank battle is silly with the way he's dangling off the thing after he sticks a rock in it to make it, yep. you know, like, pedal out like a flower. 
and the plane fight, it, it's so ridiculous. But the more over the top it goes and the dumber it is, the more I like it. And so I, 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 I love, love motorcycle jousting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, in, in speaking to, you know, uh, uh, Indy and, uh, you know, Mr. Jones's uh, in, inner uh, actions there, you can see through all these action things. That's the only time that Sean Connery gives Harrison Ford any like half look of, oh, I understand what he's doing. I get it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Everything else is just so clueless and out there. It's the only ounce of respect he gets from me. Oh, yep. My son is chousting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Samuel, you got me. All right. So I'm going to piggyback a little bit off of, of Dwayne, though. And I think we you, you all talked about the chemistry between Harrison Ford and John Connery, and it's definitely there. But I think what makes that so, so interesting for me is where this is the third movie. We have seen Indiana Jones as a confident action hero. Okay. We've seen his exploits in Raiders and Temple of Doom. He is your textbook adventurer, intellect, you know, paleontologist, archaeologist type of character. But when he becomes Henry Jones Jr., that is hilarious. He's completely disarmed and put on the back foot by his dad. And the way I look, only James Bond could put Indiana Jones in his black bag. And, and to me, that's the humor of it. That's the chemistry of it. But it's also insight to Indy, why he is, why he is, you know, why is he the person he is? It's because of this, because of this relationship. And, and you know, and I like seeing the growth in the relationship by the time we get to the end of the movie. So yeah. that's my fan. Yeah, he's yeah. always been, uh, he's always been his dad's shadow. And, you know, and you see here, you know, um, with Temple of Doom being the first one. And, yeah, Temple of Doom was uh, chronologically before Raiders in the story. Okay. Okay, I'm going with character development. I see Jamie shaking his head over there about to break it. With, with Temple of Doom being the first one, you know, you see, you see growth even, even yeah. from there to Raiders. And, you know, and he has his classic foil, uh, uh, Belloc. But in this one, his dad is his foil. Yeah. His dad is just such a constant stream of flustering for him. <laughs> it's glorious. Yep. All right, guys. We've gushed a little bit. I think it's time to break out the pain. All right, Sammy, there's a lot of them. Which one are you picking? Okay. I went kind of strange on this, okay? Julian Glover portrays Walter Donovan in this movie. Okay. Julian Glover is an amazing actor. We have seen him all over the nerdverse. Okay. He's been in Troy. He was in Harry Potter, the chamber of secrets. He was in the empire strikes back as general veers. He was even in a fourth doctor story called the city of death. All right. So he's, did you mention Bob? No, I did not mention Bond. should have mentioned Bond. That's true. All right. So he's been in all of these things, but this is a British man who cannot do an American accent. It's so terrible. His, his American accent takes me out of the movie every time. Hello, Dr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's worse than Cumberbatch. 
Okay, I've, I've got an interjection here. I've got an interjection here regarding that. I wasn't even aware he was supposed to be American. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie for 30 years. And I wasn't even aware he was supposed to be American. <laughs> when you said but, he was a great actor, I started shaking my head. You can't tell it from this movie. I know. And that's He's so bad. I mean, this guy has been in Shakespearean plays. He's been in these, like I said, all over movies, and especially, like I said, nerdverse type stuff. But man, a lot. The moment I replayed this and he started talking, I was like, oh, Julian Glover's in this. I forgot. And then he starts to talk, and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go, guys. That's my biggest, that's my biggest fan, I think. So. All right. Uh, Dwayne, what do you have, man? Um, my biggest fan, I'm, I'm similar to Sammy, is is uh, a lot of the supporting cast, most namely the Nazis. <laughs> they just have no clue. They just have no clue. And you have this, you know, great world power at the time, a horrible world power, you know, doing awful, awful things. But you can't deny that they had, you know, money, resources, and power and influence. You can't tell it in this movie. <laughs> These guys, they, from the, uh, you know, from the uh, Austrian uh, Elsa um, and her uh, uh, escapades uh, going on, and the, uh, the, uh, the, the one commander I can't even remember his name uh, that's uh, kind of in it control and goes off. He goes <laughs> off the cliff with a tank. You see him. Uh, you see a really bad dummy of him coming off the hill with the. Tank. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, and, and Hitler coming face to face with this scruffy soldier—so <laughs> weird, you know—in full dress uniform with all the medals, hanging with the junior grade school Nazi SS. Yeah, that'd be the Hitler youth. <laughs> autographs the the Grail Diary and hands it back to him. And I mean, and, and I understand, you know, with, with with Indiana Jones playing, you know, as you come face to face with with such a, a, a formidable person, you know, he's just kind of in shock and you know, does a thing, and, and Hitler just, it just, yeah, just the, the Nazis in particular just killed me in this movie. <laughs> the Nazis had a much better idea of what was going on in the uh, in the um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna do one and a half. Um, because there's some, you all, I'm going to piggyback off you a little bit and then say my real one. Um, y'all both comment on the bad acting in this movie. Um, the lady that played, plays Elsa, she either cannot act or this is the wrong role for her. Um, I want to be charitable and say that she's just miscast. Um, <laughs> but she's the worst part of this movie. Um, I know she looks the part. She looks like the kind of person they want doing the things they have her doing in this movie, but she cannot play this role. Um, it's terrible. Um, and they've had, yeah, it's tough to look at, man. And she's in important scenes and she's bringing them down. Um, so I just wanted to single her out as the worst performance in the movie. Um, (laughs) but my, but my real pan is this movie is just plot by coincidence all the way through. It's and like, (laughs) I'll give them the first couple, but the, the moment when it's too much for me is the moment when they're trapped on the Zeppelin and there just happens to be a biplane strapped to the bottom of a Zeppelin for no reason that makes any sense, and they just fly away. That's <laughs> No, that's too much. 
that's that's a that's a bridge too far. It's too much. I can't I can't give him that. And I I start laughing. I roll my eyes. I enjoy the scene that comes after, but the fact that that plane was just strapped to the bottom of a zeppelin and they just happened to need it. If if there's a legitimate if there's a legitimate explanation for that, Jamie, would you retract? They, I don't they, think I would. <laughs> they really used to do that with with the the zeppelins because they're so large and cumbersome. And if case they were attacked, they did have a pilot and a gunner that would go back, get in the biplane, and go and fight off their attackers. I, then they need to set that up better because it just looks like <laughs> the biggest, most ridiculous coincidence in the whole movie. <laughs> but it's not just that. that. That's the one thing that's too much for me. But the whole movie is just one coincidence after another. And yeah, it truly it's, is. Yeah, it's a little well, much. You know, I think more than than any of the movies before this this one played more to like i said the serial tropes you know all it needed was cliffhangers and and this movie would have been perfect you would see the plane go down and that didn't survive you know that kind of thing (laughs) we just needed those cuts and and, and, we got episode four of indiana jones and the last crusade (laughs) Our heroes were kept by the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like that a lot. Um, yeah, so it definitely lends itself to that serial adventure serials of the 40s and 50s, I think. <laughs> and the plot's just as tight as the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I know this is, what, 38, 39 maybe? Uh, I'm not sure. I know the war in Europe has started, but the, but the Americans but haven't joined Americans the fight. Are so yeah. it, it can't be any later than mid-41. Yeah. Let's say that. So one of the things when when uh, Indy goes into the Austrian castle and the butler says, if you're a Scottish lord, I'm Donald Duck. <laughs> was Donald Mickey Duck Mouse. A, was it Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Mickey Mouse, yeah. yeah. Was Mickey Mouse a thing at that point? How yeah. long had Mickey been a thing? Okay. Yeah, Mickey would, let's see, would have been... 20s, uh, I think? Yeah, something. I think we I just passed like the 80th know. anniversary or something like that of Mickey Mouse. So. Okay. So, so it was very early on, okay. Yeah. But the way he delivers the line, If you're a Scottish Lord, then I'm Mickey Mouse! <laughs> There's a not great German accent in this movie. <laughs> the Austrian is also bad. It's very, it's very bad in this movie. That, that is how we say goodbye in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, let's. Um, let, I, I think we're, we're, uh, we're at least having fun with the pans. Let's actually praise this movie some more. Let's get into our let's do it. Graphically Novel. Three brothers tackle a different graphic novel each week. Listen as the brothers Fugit discuss classic and not-so-classic graphic novels. Subscribe now on your podcast feed of choice. Graphically Novel. Three brothers who like each other but love comics. Alright, best performance. And Sammy, you get to go first and you get the privilege of saying the right answer. Go ahead, Yes, the right answer is Sean Connery. As Dr. Henry Jones, uh, he was just such a perfect choice to play Indy's father. He was the perfect foil 
for Indy. Um, you know, he has so many great scenes in this movie, and he plays this quirky academic just right and, and, and plays his comedic timing. is just, it's amazing in this. So to me, best performance hands down has to go to Sean Connery. Yeah, I agree. That's what I had. Um, but I'll, I'll just highlight my favorite part. My favorite part of Sean Connery's performance in the movie are the disapproving bad parts. Julia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just, I just, I get a kick out of the looks he gives. The face acting is so good. Yeah, he, he is an amazing actor, yeah. Sean Connery is an amazing, amazing actor. Uh, I went a little bit of a different way with this, guys. Um, oh, well, tell us what I mean, you're wrong Sean, Sean Connery is excellent and wonderful in this movie, and he always delivers. But there is a, an actor in this movie who I believe is a truly great leading man. A great American treasure of an actor. And we don't get to see him excel as much, even when we see him on screen a lot, as Harrison Ford. He showed up and brought it for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, so I, this is one of his stronger performances. I, I think it's his best Indiana performance, too. Yeah. Um, I, I think having Sean Connery on the set like made him up his game and kept him right. from bored and uninterested. <laughs> So that's that's mine. Uh, there's Harrison Ford. You know, there's there's so much greatness in this movie and uh, in, in interactions. But next we have the best scene in the movie. So there's so many uh, great scenes. My favorite scene in this movie. I love it every time I see it. Is when Sala, John Rhys Davies, is rescuing. Um, Brody, and he's ushering him through the thing. He's and he's saying, and the, the 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 clear German agents come up and say, you know, "Come with us. We have a place prepared for you." And he says, and to Brody, "No, run, run, run." And, this. and then he ushers him off through the crowd, through the door into the truck. And then John just turns around, ready to fight. Nobody. <laughs> For about a second and a half, he stands there with his fist drawn, looking kind of lost. And then the truck pulls out. <laughs> I, that just cracks me up every time. Oh. I have forgotten the truck part of that. It yes, I had also. I was so surprised. Yeah. Well, you were talking about plot of coincidence, right? <laughs> yeah. It just turns out the door that Solid puts him in turns out to be the back of the truck. Sam, what's your favorite scene here? You know, I think my favorite scene, though, is, uh, you know, I've mentioned on the show about this idea, this literary device of three challenges, you know, and we see this a lot in literature. So I love the three challenges that Indy faces at the Temple of the Canyon of the Crescent Moon. I love that part where he's having to use intellect to solve the problems, to get through. You know, it just it makes me fall back on my, you know, kind of days of, of playing Tomb Raider and even back as far as Pitfall and, and <laughs> games like that. You know, I love that section of the movie leading up to, you know, kind of ending through there. But I love that part. That's my best thing. That that truly is a great climax for for this movie. Uh, 
Jamie, watch out for the alligators. What's your favorite scene? <laughs> we, we decided to do this in the right order because my best scene follows Sam's. It's the cup scene. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. Um, from the second that the bad guy, I forget his name, but Julian Glover's character, when he takes the wrong cup. Donovan. Uh, I, yeah. yeah um, just from, from that moment on, when he doesn't understand what kind of King Jesus was. Um, and then when they figure out what the right cup is, all the way to Indy taking it out to rescue his dad. I, I love that entire scene. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just, it, I think as far as like emotional depth, um, as far as the story goes, it's it's the high point of the movie. Because um, the rest of it is just silly fun. There's a little bit of meaning that sneaks into that scene. And so yeah. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next award is Best character and sammy you get to go first again all right so with me and best character i went a little different there are some great characters in this but a lot of times i like to follow up on the characters that that bring me humor and i think one of the best characters in this movie is marcus brody denim elliot himself once again we talk about sean connery playing a foil for indy Marcus Brody is also a foil. He is the inept version of Indy, okay? <laughs> he's played for laughs. You know, and he's so bumbling. Oh, he's got two days head start. <laughs> Go off in his own museum. Does anyone speak English? Or, or maybe into <laughs> Greek? You know, I mean, I just... <laughs> Well, I'd spit in your face, but I haven't got any spit, so. <laughs> or even, no, I don't want, don't want the water. Finish, <laughs> make love in the water. <laughs> I don't know if y'all caught that little line, but it comes up on your, on your close caption. <laughs> but, you know, but he also provides this bridge between both Indy and Henry. You know, he is the tie between them. And even the scene in, in the the tank henry henry the pen is mightier than the sword <laughs> i just love that character he's so much fun all right so uh jamie what about you who is your best character well i'm gonna be captain obvious and say that my favorite is indiana um i think this is the best we get in the series um i've like i said maybe 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 he's great in crystal skull i wouldn't know um <laughs> may never know despite Dwayne's pitch um, but in, in the earlier movies we've gotten like the gruff competent guy who is sometimes humorously in over his head um, but but now we've got and Sammy already stole my thunder on this and I thought I was making a good point here but he already did it um, <laughs> but uh, but now we've got frustrated insecure like you know the son like we don't see yeah. this adventure in Indiana we've got this guy who's this awkward kid again you know, because our, our dads sometimes do that to us. No matter how old we get, you know, we're still we become that insecure teenager again. Can I always feel that way? And we we get to see him do that, and I, it's like a whole nother angle we we don't see in the other movies. And it yeah. just it, it makes him the best character in this movie to me. Uh, Dwayne, who did you have? Well, I dug deep and went to a supporting cast member who actually I felt delivered. Uh, probably one of my favorite characters throughout the series. Uh, he's in the, uh, he's not in Temple of Doom. He's in Raiders of the Lost Ark and he's in Crystal Skull and he's in this. John Reese Davies, sorry. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. 
as as his turn as his character. Um, you know, Sala, I said no camels. That's five camels. Can't you count? You <laughs> should remember this call. You know. Yeah, and he just so much fun every time he's on on screen. I um, he's just so bumbling at times, but he always kind of delivers and comes through. Yeah. So I, I love Sala so much. And even when he's trying to protect Brody <laughs> as he drives off in the truck, you know, I, I love Gimli more than almost anybody else on the planet. I can't yeah. believe you take the guys in this movie for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love him. He's, I mean, he's great. Lots of series. Yeah. I even locked him on sliders, but it's barely yeah. in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, the supporting <laughs> cast was so bad, I had to try to make, make some lot of it. There you we, go. You, you guys did pick the only two good supporting <laughs> characters. <laughs> Brody and Sala are it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I, I get to go first on base quote. And um, I there's a lot of good ones, or maybe a whole lot of mediocre ones that are hard to find a good one. I'm not sure. Um, I, had, I mean, but once I really started picking through, like, the whole list of quotes – from on, on IMDb, I found one that really jumped out to me, and it um, it's from my favorite scene. Um, but toward the as it ends, as they're sort of wrapping things up, and it's when Henry was talking with uh, with Andy, and he says that um, Elsa never really believed in the grill. She thought she'd found a prize, and so Andy looks at his dad. He's back to being insecure teenage Andy again. He says, "And what did you find, Dad?" And I love that Henry has learned. You know, uh, the, the, this adventure is one of the sun has changed him, and he goes, "Me, illumination." And you know he's not talking about the cup. He's not talking about the, like, all the years that he spent chasing the grail. It was all the years he neglected his son and, uh, and, and didn't invest in that relationship. And now he's reconnected with his son. He's, that's the illumination he's gotten. And um, I just I, I love that quote. I, lo- I love, that, love that moment between those two characters. Um, Sammy, what was your best quote? All right. So Jamie went deep. I'm not. Uh, my favorite <laughs> <laughs> I love when Henry and Indy are discussing these attempts on their lives. Henry says, this is a new experience for me. Indy replies, happens to me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That little interaction just (laughs) happens to me all the time. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. This is one of my most highly quotable movies. I love I love every time that this something is is kind of spurted out a little bit deep or even silly like we named the dog Indy. You know, <laughs> I, I, I say that quite a bit. But uh, my absolute favorite quote in here comes from Sean Connery. And it's after they have the plane adventure, you know, when they when they take the biplane and, and uh, crash and they steal the car, drive through and and they wind up on the beach and Indy's out of bullets. There's nothing to do. And Sean Connery takes his umbrella and, and rustles the birds <laughs> and, and crashes <laughs> the plane. And he and Indy just is looking at him like, oh, wow, that never occurred to me. And he just lofts his umbrella over his head and said, I remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the trees of the field, the rocks, and the birds of the air. Yeah, I, I love that quote. 
That was almost my best quote, actually. And I was like, now nah, I'm going to go something funny. <laughs> that that oh, was wow. a good one. But the bird flying at the plane, that's a terrible looking effect, though. Yeah, that's a bad effect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you, and only Sean Connery could redeem that. You yeah. know, with that with that line. <laughs> yeah, only Sean could read that with that oh. line. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, um, this movie has a lot of awkward moments in it. And um, there's a lot. <laughs> a, a, a whole variety of ways there's awkwardness in this movie. Uh, so, Dwayne, you get to go first. And you've got a lot of options, pal. What is your best awkward moment? Well, I think mine is the most obvious. Um, when uh, <laughs> they realize they have both... Um, intimate with Elsa, you know, from from the time she uh, she kisses, you know, Indy and says, you know, it was it was great, and and you know, Doctor Jones says, well, well thank you, <laughs> and it's just a realization there, and then till later he says, you know, and he tells him, you know, I'm just as human as the next man, and Indy says, I was the next man. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of an awkward. <laughs> Kind of little yeah. probably only to play with, like this movie said at the ladies, as, as we've done before. Yeah, and you know the the moment of realization and the look on Harrison Ford's face when he plays that, <laughs> when he first realizes, when Sean Connery de- de- does that, oh, she talks in her sleep, you know? <laughs> and he's like, huh. <laughs> Yeah, and and he's still just just throwing that wrench. He's just still throwing that wrench in Indy's cogs, you know. <laughs> so, oh, so uh, um, Sam, what what uh, awkward moment uh, brought you to tears? Well, you know that was probably the most awkward, obviously, uh, but. You know, Jamie talked about the biplane scene, right? And once they get on it, you're good to go with it. Just the the awkward ineptness of Dr. Henry Jones as an adventurer shooting his own tail rudder and then looking at his second, son, I'm sorry. They got us. (laughs) (laughs) And it's almost flipping the script, you know, instead of, you know, Indy being on the back foot, it's almost placing Henry on that set, on that back foot because he's the one that messed up. Yeah. He's not the confident person at this point. So, uh, yeah, I love that part. throws the blame off. And that's what makes it kind of awkward is he's like, oh. But I'm not going to admit that I'm wrong. They got us. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I, I always take notes of what our awards are. I keep track of those uh, here in my little notebook. And I've, I've labeled this, this note as, you know, shooting himself down. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Well, I'm glad I've got a third option because I thought – I. I yeah. The tail of the shooting off the tail of the airplane was gonna be a safe pick. I thought I was the only one that would pick that. So, <laughs> so I'm glad I've got another option. But my mine is the the scene after the tank falls off the cliff, and the three older gentlemen are starting off their morning, Andy. You know, and, and Henry's like, you know, I, I wish I'd told him all the things, you know, the things I didn't say. 
and <laughs> Ford just kind of stumbles up, you know, more more than half dead, and they all just kind of the way Henry looks at him. I just that whole scene is so strange, and just it, the interactions are so weird. I, I just I get a kick out of it. You know, I think if I had to call a runner-up, though, it's when Henry is first introduced with the vase, and he's all <laughs> tore up over busting the vase over Indy's head. He's like, oh, <laughs> that's another good one. So there's yeah. so many good ones in this. Yeah, there's so many great ones. And our last award is Best Twist. And um, there's a lot in this movie, not all of them good. Um, but my, my favorite twist is one I've already referred to as my best scene. It's, the, it's when the bad guy grabs the wrong cup. Um, because that, I mean, if you're not thinking about the character of, of Jesus, that would be the cup you would grab. That would like, you know, think about what the, the cup a king would have. You would get the big one with all the jewels on it, the most shiniest, you know, the most gold and all the things. Um, but the twist is that Jesus isn't that kind of king. Um, and I, I just, I love that twist. And that, that's kind of a subtle thing that, you I mean, that not everybody would think about. Um, it's probably the smartest thing in the movie, and I just I love that that's the twist that 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 the, that the whole plot you know spins on. So that's my best twist. Uh, Dwayne, what did you have? <clears throat> well, my my best twist really this movie was so laid out you you'd almost see it beat by beat. I, I really didn't feel there was very many twists. The thing that I feel is a true twist when you look at this movie is that how great it is. It is just such a good movie from. All the cheesy effects to the bad, all the all of the bad, you know, supporting roles to the knot at the end, you know, lifting the sword over his head, <laughs> falling yeah, back because he just has no strength left. Because for the last 700 years, he's just been sitting there reading the Bible, and you know, he's, he's not been keeping up with his cardio. He's not been doing his Pilates, and, and that's just, a you know, total Monty Python move. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and this movie is actually so enjoyable and so good, despite, you know, all of the cheesiness. But it, it's just in the right place, in the right doses, in the right ways, I think. Um, it just it surprises me how much I enjoy this movie. Uh, even even when I think about it, you know, kind of critically, you know, how much I truly enjoy this movie. So, Sam, bring us back home with an actual plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately cannot, sir. So, my twist, as far as best um, twist, is the fact that Allison Duty, who plays Dr. Elsa Schneider, cannot do a heel turn to make a twist. And that's the twist. The Mata Hari cannot do what she was supposed to do, believably. <laughs> so... And that they expect it. you to buy her back so quickly. That's the twist. That's the, yeah. That's oh, the thing is they, you know, the idea of the spy double agent is such a popular character in genre fiction. But she cannot do that heel turn. It was not a surprise. Then they try to bring her back. So the best twist is probably the worst twist in the movie. Yeah. And I just yeah. that her crying at the book burning, all that stuff. I'm just like, no. No. So my best twist is the worst twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She did not sell her uh, she did not sell her turn. She did not sell her emotion at all. But someone who, you know, has sold 
very many roles for us. Someone who, if their worth could only be measured in these roles that he has carried, even when he's been a heel as an assassin, we still love him as John Wick. It's our favorite, Keanu Reeves. Jamie, where does this movie, where does The Last Crusade find our Keanu? Okay, um, I'm not going to get cute with this one because of who the connection is. Um, I tried to go a lot of different angles on this. I tried most of the main cast. Um, I even tried directors and writers. Um, uh, this is a, there's a lot of people's movie who've done a lot of things, but none of them with Keanu. Mm. Um, with one exception. And so long before Alden Ehrenreich portrayed a young Harrison Ford, River Phoenix did it first here in The Last Crusade. Um, and before his bright, promising young career was cut short, he also co-starred with our beloved Keanu in my own private Idaho. Yeah. And that is our Keanu connection. <gasps> um, I know I try to be funny and get cute with it, but it's, I mean, the way his life ended tragically, I just, I didn't yeah. want to get cute with it this time. So. Yeah, he, he truly was a, a phenomenal uh, gift to us. It was taken away yeah. too soon. And that is our Keanu connection. All right, and that brings us to the end of this episode, but we're going to be previewing our next quest. Um, our next movie review will be one that I... Uh, few things I've been more excited about on this show. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Bloodshot. Uh, I love Sammy, have you heard of this movie? I've not heard anybody <laughs> talk about this movie at all. Blood, <laughs> Bloodshot is... is that somebody with, like, an eye condition? or? <laughs> yeah, um... There's there's some problems. He's got he's got some bloodshot eyes. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's coming out soon. Um, we're gonna be doing not an instant reaction, but close. I think it'll be opening weekend. Where we got this timed out. Um, but so that is our next movie review. But the next thing you'll see in your podcast feed will be our live show from HerdCon. Um, and so this was our that was our first con, um, our first live show, and so. Uh, I, think, I think we learned some lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so at least the audio quality will be better this year than last year. There you go. We might be able we to hear each other. <laughs> yeah, we had some great adventures in, in podcasting since HerdCon last year, and we had sure. such a great time at the con. I can't wait to get back to it. Definitely. Yeah, and it's, and it's a privilege to get to go do it again. Um, we had a great time there. So if any of our listeners will be in the Huntington, West Virginia area, please come by the Marshall University Student Center uh, March 14th, the Saturday from, what is it, 10 to 6 or 7-ish, I think. I believe 6, 10 to 6. 6, six okay. And vendors are clean out at 5, uh, Heather said. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so they'll, they'll, be, they'll be packing up. So come early, uh, plan to spend some time. There's lots of great stuff to do at HerdCon. And one of the things I can't wait to do at HerdCon, Jamie, is... Keep it nerdy. 